don't say yes to everything. Don't say yes to everything. I think I definitely said yes too much. G'day, I'm Terry Siakis, and welcome to Success the Podcast, presented by MYOB. Today, we're talking to Dr. Claire Jenkins, founder and CEO of VetChat, a telehealth platform for pets. What's telehealth? Well, more about that later. In the meantime, Claire's going to take us through the ups and downs of her startup and share some great advice along the way. Claire, you are the co-founder and CEO of a startup that harnesses a technology loosely known as telehealth, which we'll delve into in a bit more detail in a moment. But first, can you tell us who you are and what you love? Yep. So um, I am a veterinarian. I've been a veterinarian for 13 years. Um, I'm a mum. I've got two young kids and a Kelpie called Red. Um, And what do I love? Obviously pets and kids. <laughs> so when, um, when you say you've worked as a vet for 13 years, is that something that you always wanted, wanted to do? Yeah, definitely. When I was um, before prep, when I was asked what I wanted to be, it was either a jockey, which <laughs> given my height, I still could have tried for that, um, or, or a vet. And um, I never swayed from wanting to do that. So my whole life was working towards that, to doing science, then to vet school, being into vet, then doing vet. Yep. 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 So tell us about VetChat. What is it? How does it work? Yep. So VetChat is a marketplace that's connecting veterinarians and pet owners through technology. So basically, um, it's about improving that connection from a pet owner to be able to get get advice anytime that they need it. And currently that's via video chat um, or by text chat. So for example, if um, a pet owner comes home from work, they've worked all day, it's eight o'clock, their pets, um, you know, Muffy's in the corner, a little bit unwell um, or not quite right. It's about giving an avenue for them to be able to get uh, real veterinary advice at that time. What we know is at the moment, most people, over one in two, head straight to Dr. Google and they're waiting through pages of generalised non-expert advice for their pet and 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 potentially, potentially taking it a dangerous action for their pet. So um, it's about them knowing what they need to do at that time. Um, do they need to go to an emergency vet or is there something that they can do overnight to keep their pet comfortable? Um, um, or can they treat them home? So was the idea for vet chat the result of some kind of light bulb moment for you as a vet or was it more yeah. of a slow burn over time? It was not a light bulb moment. It was something that I'd felt and was frustrated by the whole time. And I can think of so many examples. But the, the problem is the way we deliver pet health now is, is pet owners aren't getting that access to the right advice when they need it. So I've had um, a gentleman give his cat Panadol one night after the vet was closed. He wanted to help his pet. And, and, and obviously, um, you can never give human pain relievers, especially paracetamol, to cats. And, and that pet passed away. And that, he, he loved that cat. That was yeah. not, it was just not knowing what to do at the time. Yeah. Um, I've had people come in, their cat hasn't eaten for five days. Um, they've been busy at work and just sort of hoping it will keep getting better the next day. But it's just... Um, you know, if we can if we can get pets that help earlier, um, we can do more for our pets than ever before. And I guess it's feeding into that idea of people are time poor; they don't necessarily have the time that they would like yeah. to prioritise their pets. Is this this is something that they don't have to leave the house? Yeah, I mean, I think absolutely. And, and pets, especially in Australia, they are we consider pets our family and, and treat them accordingly. So it is about 
um, it is that time poor thing, absolutely. We're, we're working longer than ever as well. Um, but it, it's also that just that knowledge gap. People don't know what to do and, and they don't know, they don't want to bother the vets um, or emerge, or they don't want to go and wait in an emergency vet. So they might wait to speak to their local vet the next day. Um, but, but it's about, we need, we need that to be addressed. There needs to be um, veterinary help. That, that can be on anything basic as well. It could be on what, you know, my, what wormer do I give my pet? Um, sure. About health, about if you're doing a raw food diet, how do I actually source meat that's appropriate for that? You know, it, it could be on anything. It's just about opening up that communication channel. Yeah. So when you got this idea for Vet Chat and you decided what did you want to, what you wanted to do, yeah. what were the first things that you did to actually get it happening, to get it off the ground? Um, well, it, so so I'd had the idea for a long time and I did not know what to do. In fact, I thought, well, it's just going to happen. So I don't need <laughs> just, to do anything. Just wave just, a magic wand yeah. and there it is. Oh, no, or someone else will do it. You know, oh, it, wasn't, right. it wasn't me thinking I have to do this. Okay. I was, so I'm not, um, I wasn't driven by I want to do this business. Yep. It was just someone this else needs to be happening. No, this needs to be happening. It will be happening. Yep. And it just wasn't happening. So then it sort of became, okay, well, if this is the difference I can make for pets and the way that healthcare is delivered here and around the world, well, I want to do that. And then it became about getting the right, about, um, I guess, my who, who I would speak to, my friends, m- mentors, yeah. my network, just trying to work out, well, what do I do? I've got, got this idea. Um, and yeah, how, how do I implement? I have no, no idea. I have no business experience, um, other than lemonade stands as a child or <laughs> chocolate making at Christmas yeah. <laughs> and then to be a vet. Um, yeah, so it was a big jump to, to go into vet chat. So was there research? Like if you, if you had to say these were the first things, three things that I did, what was, what was the nitty gritty of what yeah, you did? Probably when it all got happening well I, I did lots of customer discovery but i wouldn't have known i was doing customer discovery at the time so yeah, um yeah. there's a word for that but i was i just started speaking to people is this something yeah. that would help them um tell them what how would you what would you want to happen if you get home and you don't know if there's something um wrong with your pet and and invariably people want to speak to a vet so once you'd started with this idea and you're doing your research and talking to people at that stage in the very early days of vet chat what did you imagine at that time success would look like um do you know i don't know if there was much time for (laughs) for really for that higher level thinking honestly i think i was just reacting i had a young baby at the time as well so it was sort of there was yeah, um, I don't. So, I thought success would be that this was commonplace, that okay. there was a first place for people to go um, to get advice and then be funneled out to, to what was needed. But I just saw success as, as it happening and yep. um, by all of Australia and the world potentially is what I thought then. Fantastic. And where do you feel like success actually started for you? Um, that's. A really hard one because I don't consider that I am successful in what I set out to do yet. Right. I do, even saying those words sounds really like I'm um, 
Actually, I don't even like that I said that because it sounds like <laughs> I'm bashing myself, but I'm not at all, which I'm not at all. Um, but yeah, it, it's a really hard one. I know what I want to happen and perhaps in, I, so when vet chat or telehealth is, is readily available um, in Australia and around the world, uh, that is success. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, success is also not damaging your personal relationships at the same time to get there. Sure. And I don't know that I'd thought about that as much at the start, but obviously when you do a startup, it's not just a 40-hour week. Yeah. It's, a, it's around the clock stuff. So um, I don't think I would consider myself successful if I'd burnt all my family and friend bridges. Yeah. That's something I've been thinking more about of late. Right. Have there been times along the journey that you could pinpoint where you feel like things started gaining momentum and maybe you move things up to the next level? When we get customer response, you know, I've had um, many people say, oh, we've saved their pets' lives. That is success. So, um, or even just, you gave me peace of mind. Um, I would have been up all night worrying or not knowing what to do. So, it's all the customer feedback that is mainly what I care about at yep. the moment um, is that the people that are using the service are getting great value and it's helping their pets. It's and that's, working. Yeah, it's working. Yeah. So you were part of last year's She Starts Tech Accelerator program. How did being part of a program like that influence your experience starting your own business? It, what a wonderful initiative it is. And, and I think it's, absolutely needed Um, and I think when I went into it um, I didn't realize the benefits that would come and and most of that has been around um, um, network the people that you have around you that 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 you know don't let you get too (laughs) high but also don't let you fall too far down as well so um, the relationships the friendships that you make and how we can help each other with our different skill sets to 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 help the other one um you know improve or or face a challenge or, or what whatever that that has been one of the biggest things to come out of it for sure. me just yeah helping each other what about with vet chat being particularly a tech startup and the tech side of things being part of an accelerator program when you're starting up a tech business yeah. is that an advantage having that that network in terms of the tech side of things? We already had an MVP at the start of She Start. So we had something built that we needed to do a lot more testing. So we we really needed to do, so that was a lot of that time was focused on more customer discovery, user testing, trying to work out product market fit. Um, And so from a tech perspective, um, not a, a lot changed with being in the in the she starts program right although i think um obviously that's one that would be an absolute key (laughs) benefit but we did have something to start with so for me it was more the benefits of the network and and the people that you were speaking to and bouncing ideas off and testing and things like that What were the most challenging moments in the early days of getting up and running and how did you get through those moments? Yeah, there's a lot of challenges then and and still now and um, I would say our main challenges is that 
is uh, brand awareness, so people knowing that they can use a service like this to, to get advice when they need it. Because to use VetChat, it is a change in behaviour for customers, you know, so that, yeah. that when they need help, we're front of mind because we can help now rather than do what you used to do. So, well, big challenges for us was, was the tech. So with my co-founder was a um, product manager with tech, um, you know, digital strategy experience and was able to build our MVP. But then, you know, as you get bigger and you want to add more features and do more, you know, you need it gets more tech heavy than at yeah. the start. So that, that was, if we'd want to do a change, you know, it was difficult for us to... Um, make these things happen easily when we didn't have a technical um, co-founder. What about on a personal level? Like I'm assuming you're getting this idea up and running while at the same time working as a vet, raising a young family, combining that challenge with what you were trying to do as a startup founder. Mm. Was that tough? Yeah, well, I am full-time on VetChat, so I do work in the business as well. Um, but, and yeah, it's really, really, I don't know how I've done it sometimes. Like, I think, <laughs> as in, I think it's just been a whirlwind. Um, yeah. I, I'm not stopping to reflect as much as I should, um, but I love that as well. I've never been someone who, you know, I when my first daughter I absolutely love my kids and I always remember feeding her one night and I was thinking, well, I'm awake. I could be doing some work now. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. <laughs> and that was pre yeah, chat. Wow. So I'm not afraid of working. Like yeah. I'm always and up at night. And Yeah. And yes, although I think um, I'm also learning that multitasking is not the best thing to be doing all the time. So I trying to give more attention to what I'm doing rather than trying to do two things at the sure. same time. But it is about, so obviously if you've got family, I'm going to need to be working, you know, until late in the night when they're in bed as yep. well. Um, so I just have to make life changes around that. So less sleep. And in those tough times that you've experienced along the way, what, what makes the struggle worthwhile? The, as I was saying, with the customer um, feedback and okay. really feeling that I'm making a difference. Um, yep. And um, as long as the, and also from the, you know, personal relationships perspective, that, that that's all in good order too. Of course. <laughs> so the kids are flourishing <laughs> and thriving um, yep. and, yeah, both sides. Do you separate personal success from professional success since you started your own business? Are there times when those notions of personal and professional success have overlapped or conflicted against each other even? Definitely. And sometimes I can't actually pull them apart, uh, personal and professional. Um, Is that because of a sense of personal investment in your startup? Well, yeah, that's that's right. Um, I I don't feel what happens to the startup in the future is a a reflection on me. So I can separate myself from the startup. But at the same time, um, I'm working on it so much. I'm never not working on it almost. Yeah. So it's never not in my mind. Yeah. So it's hard to really separate <laughs> both, yeah, yeah. both. Yeah. Like having another baby. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, on a personal level, what's been the hardest thing about your job as a startup founder? I think it's just trying to chase the work-life balance that doesn't exist. And I think it's also the acceptance that if you're doing a startup, I well, from my experience, and especially because I'm working in it as well as on it, sure. I don't think that um, you can easily have a balanced 
life. Like, I, I can't imagine what it's like to go away for a weekend and not be doing something. But I, you know, keep talking about those personal relationships. So I just think that is so important if you were to, um, you know, not speak to your family for a long time or yeah. not be there for important milestones for your friends. Yeah. I think maybe sometimes I have dropped the ball there. So would you say they're the, they're the sacrifices that they, they, they had are to make getting yeah. that chat off the ground? Yeah, for sure. I haven't been as available as I used to be. Yeah. Um, what's the best business advice that anyone has ever given you? Oh, there's so much. I th- when I try to think of what advice sticks or that I think to, I think trying to disassociate yourself from your startup. Okay. Like, even though I said it was my baby, it's like that, <laughs> but I shouldn't think of it like that. And yeah. I think there's be more... Um, analytical about it I think but I think just not being afraid not being afraid to put yourself out there put your idea out there and and work on it and and not embracing potential future failure or whatever that is but seeing it all as it's all learning along the way and I think if you can not be scared about what could happen or how it could impact your life um, we can all do a lot more um, and yeah, I think just trying to get over that that fear. Have you had mentors along the way who've guided you and 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 helped you in that regard? Yeah, definitely. And I think for me, even going into She Starts was so I'd already had the MVP and we're doing a bit of testing, and it was actually uh, one of my very good friends, Colette Gridgick, who's at at Blue Chili. Um, she uh, we were at Mother's Group together and she was like, you know, you've got something here. You know, do you, have you considered going an accelerator or... Um, and I didn't think that I that would be something I should do, that I could do. And so I think she's obviously a really um, significant um, person in, in my life that has helped um, me say, well, you know, why not? And, and make that leap. And then obviously, yeah, other people... Um, my husband's very supportive. What would be the good advice that you would give to a potential startup founder or small business owner? Um, just to really understand what value something is going to bring to you and your business. So how to spend, to really be clear on why you're doing something and what the outcome that will be that you consider as successful from that. Because I think you get pulled in so many ways. Um, you don't have the time to do everything. So just to be really, don't say yes to everything. Don't say yes to everything. Yeah. I think I definitely said yes too much yeah, um, right. at the start. Um, but I think that that would be the best advice. Just really, um, really think about what is going to be valuable to you and yeah. your business. And prioritise. And prioritise that. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, is there something that you've learned as a startup founder that you never imagined you would learn as a startup founder? I think, well, I think one takeaway is that I think no one really knows what they're doing. <laughs> I think, but everywhere, like I think the whole, Fake maybe it. the whole world, no yeah. one knows exactly what they're doing. Um, fake it till you make it. Yeah, is fake that it till you. No, no, not that. But I just think it's it's about, you know, making the best judgment on what, you know or what advice you can get at that time but I think I thought some whoever ever else I don't know even like the prime minister these people you know who they might have all the answers well no one has got all the answers they just surround themselves with the best people that can make the best judgment call at the time and I'm I think 
that one, yeah, it's, that's been a good thing for me, just realising everyone's sort of fumbling through and doing their best. <laughs> makes you feel better, doesn't it? Makes you feel reassured. Well, hang on, if that guy doesn't know what he's doing, then I'm yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is there anything that you know now at this end of the process that you wish you'd known right at the beginning? Being really clear with what are your goals for this day? What are your goals for this week? And I know that, you know, I, I say, uh, have always been clear, had these written down, but just be, spend the time really knowing what you want to, what you want to do. And especially when you're in a startup, you don't have people checking on you every day. You're not, you know, it's, it's a very different thing. So you can spend a lot of time on something, but what's that bringing? What's the value of that? So, um, and I think that might just come with experience um, and, and getting to know yourself better and how you work better. Do you learn through your mistakes that way? Like, yeah, definitely. Do you reflect afterwards and go, well, I should not have been spending yeah, half a week on that. Absolutely. And you don't know until you know, right? Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so absolutely. Yeah. Okay. When do you think you'd be happy to draw a metaphorical line under vet chat and go, okay, I'm done here? Um, mm. Oh gosh, I, I don't, I really don't know. I think, I don't really think I'll ever be done, feel I'm done with it, even if I'm not working in it or if it moved to something else. I, I, I don't just see Vet Chat as a business, I see it as a, um, just that the, the, the telehealth is happening in, yeah. in the pet world and, and that, that people can access a vet easily as soon as they need it. So I don't think I'll ever be done with that notion. But, yeah. Yeah, I know that's not really answering. Well, but it's it's kind of, I guess what you're saying, that your measure of success would be that people are using it yeah. and benefiting from And I guess that they and know about it. And it's commonplace. Yeah, yeah. That, it, that's the thing. It's it's not commonplace now. People don't know. Um, they think it's a great idea, but they might not even think how, know how they could use it. You sort of answered this question before, but then I'm not sure that you liked your own answer. Yeah. Are you successful, Claire? <laughs> Yes, I'm successful, um, but um, I have no, I, I'm successful, but there's so much more to do. So I don't, there's no I'm feeling of I'm done. There's feeling of like a huge mountain to climb, but I'm, I'm doing it. Success the podcast was brought to you by MYOB. If you enjoyed it, Please like, comment and share. It's how we get to make more of them.